0: welcome to a brand new episode of the bold take podcast i'm austin hill with me as always austin waiter and uh we're going to continue our little two episodes a week for now and uh this first episode we're obviously going to be talking college football again um and quite the week um we saw pandemonium this week um How many top 10 teams lost this week? I believe Uh, it was three or four. Because
1: I know two of them lost in top 10 matchups. Then Florida lost. And then Oregon lost.
0: So four top 10 teams. I believe
1: it's four. I believe it's a crazy crazy weekend. Which one of those top 10 teams was Georgia that would have lost?
0: Yeah. Uh, Tough game to be at. But let's get into it. Irish Hogs. Both make the jump this past week into the top 10 after some pretty convincing wins. And then they both meet in top 10 matchups with Cincinnati and Georgia, respectively. Um, And neither could get it done. Uh, And so first, let's go ahead and talk about the Hogs. Game that I was at, Um, and just right from the beginning, it just seemed like Arkansas just wasn't in it now what, what are your main takeaways from this game
1: my, my takeaway is is this you know i knew right before the game before the game was even played georgia was a more talented football team than us there was no question about that my question was how would they be able to use it compared to you know uh would we be able to think you know hey we can compete with these guys that went away after the very first drive when they just marched down the field on us and then the moment that sealed the fade just how pow- more powerful they were one lineman for Georgia blocking three Razorback players into the end zone. I'm just like, they're they're overpowering us. We there's nothing we can do. But uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not upset with the loss. I mean, there's a reason Georgia's ranked second in the country. Yeah. So and they, and they showed it this weekend.
0: Um. Yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, if you're Arkansas here in this situation, you can't let a loss throw off this momentum for this season and the future. under Sam Pittman, because this is still one of the best starts in the history of this program. Uh, Definitely one of the best starts in recent years. Um, And so it's been a good change of pace for Arkansas fans. And so you can't let this loss shake you, rattle you, deter you from the future because there's still going to be bumps along the way.
1: Yeah, we still got Um, lots of more competitive games down the road.
0: And so, you're not, maybe you're not SEC champion this year. Maybe you finish with three or four losses. That's better than last year.
1: I would gladly take only having four losses.
0: <laughs> so, you, you've you got to look at it as we're building something. It doesn't just happen overnight. Not everybody gets Dabo Swinney. And yeah flips the switch, and you're in the playoff every year.
1: And again, people don't realize this. This is basically the same team Chad Morris had yeah. that went 2-10 and ten and didn't win a single game in the SEC. And we've already beaten Texas and Texas A&M this year. So I'm, I'm not complaining at all. What Sam Pittman's been doing is amazing, and I'm not taking any of it for granted because – because, like I said, it's it's been so bad the past few years. This
0: this is yeah. amazing,
1: even with that loss.
0: Um, and so then next year, you remember this. You're gonna have some guys back next year. Hopefully, you have some even better recruits that come in, guys ready to fill in other players' shoes. And you remember this loss against Georgia. You remember, you know, losses that you may take against. Hopefully, not, but all Miss. Alabama, Auburn, those teams that are coming up. You remember that stuff and you build off of it and you learn from it. You don't let this shake you, deter you, and tear you down. Yeah. Um, and then looking at the Irish, uh, it was already going to be a tough shot for either Notre Dame or Cincinnati to get into the playoff. And so these two meeting here this past week um, was definitely a playoff eliminator. Um, Notre Dame. Back independent, not representing a conference this season. Uh, and so it was back to the old standard. Gotta win out and then gotta have a little help along the way. Yep. Um, and so with the loss, chances are slim. I won't say impossible with a convincing finish and you know some shaky finishes from some of the big players left in the playoff. Uh, you could have something, but like I said, playoff eliminator, probably unlikely for Notre Dame to come back. But as a Notre Dame fan, if there's any team I would want to see us lose to this season, it would be a team like Cincinnati, a team that has something to prove this year, wants to get to the playoff, and gets a real big win. Uh, thoughts on Cincinnati and Notre Dame after this one? I mean,
1: for Cincinnati, I mean, this is literally what it, the season came down to. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Indiana. That was important. This was this is the game everyone circled at the start of the year said. If Cincinnati wins this game, they and then they win out. They people will find it really hard to believe if they don't win out with the way their schedule is for yeah. the rest of the season. And if they win out and maybe a team or two bump uh falls like, loses a game down the road, yeah, I could easily see them getting into playoffs because they earned it. They went to South Bend, which is a tough place Absolutely. to go in and play and not only win, but they had control of that game for the sure. entire time. And then I look at it from Notre Dame's perspective, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. If you're going to lose to someone, this is a Cincinnati team that's clearly shown they're able to compete with a top 10 team of Notre Dame's caliber. And also, you know, I don't know if Ian Book was 100% for the game. I know he kind of came out in the third quarter, I think. I think you mean Jack Cohn. Oh, uh, I, I just said Ian Book. Yeah. Sorry, I— uh, I I meant Jack Cohn. Sorry, I was yeah. I was thinking of the last year's Notre Dame QB, the the future savior of the yeah. Saints, according to you. But I uh, know once I didn't know if he was 100 percent healthy for the game because he came out in what the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, so I knew he wasn't Maybe he wasn't 100 percent healthy. And no offense to the the backup QB for Notre Dame. Once he came in, when they were already down, maybe 17 nothing or 17 seven, it was it was kind of hard yeah. to come back from that.
0: Um. Yeah, it was just uh, just a tough week for Notre Dame, but looking forward to see what the Bearcats do with the rest of their season.
1: They just just can't have a slip-up. They can't slip up at
0: all. And so, heading into some of this college football playoff talk, that's what we're going to fill most of the rest of this episode in with. Because that first selection week coming up soon, um, and obviously won't. Affect uh, how things turn out in the grand scheme of things. But we do get an idea of what that committee's thinking all season up until selection Sunday or whatever. And
1: sometimes they're really close with what the AP poll says, but with the amount of upsets that have happened this year already, it could be completely yeah. different from what the AP poll is. You know, for all we know, they might have Oregon way higher, Arkansas could be higher. There's yeah. some teams maybe ranked in the low teens that could be moving up to like 10th or 9th. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how they uh, look at it.
0: Yeah, AP poll is the one you trust all the way until you get to that college football playoff committee's decisions around week six, and then that's all that matters. So we'll see what they have to say. But Georgia, Bama, we've seen both of these two teams exactly do this before where they've both made the college football playoff. Another example of two teams in the same conference, Notre Dame Clemson did it last year. So. It is possible. What do you think the chances are for this to happen?
1: Well, uh, if I'm being honest, the chances of it happening and the way it happened for both of them to get in—I mean, I mean, let's 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 just get this out of the way. The only they neither of them's going to be no uh, for the trip to the SEC title game unless
0: Kentucky puts if, on a yeah. clinic against Georgia.
1: Yeah, because there's no one in the West. After we beat a and I was like, yeah, there's really no team in the West that's going to be able to compete with Bama. Yeah. So uh, West is going to be Bama's. I was wondering, I thought maybe Florida had a chance with the way they played against Bama, but then they had a rough game against Kentucky. So, yeah, I would say it's pretty much set. But the way for it to happen for them to have a chance would have to be Bama. If they're ranked number one, Georgia's two. If Georgia beats Bama, that's the only way I see it, have, uh, them being able to stay in for both of them. Because we've had the situation before where they were both ranked 2 and 3, meeting in the SEC yeah. title game. Bama won uh, as a t- second-ranked team. Georgia was third. And even despite losing that matchup in a very close manner, Georgia got bumped out. So I think it'll be very tough. But they, if they both continue to dominate the way they, the way they have to start the year, then, I mean, even if the loser, I still think the loser would get in easily.
0: Yeah. Um, my thought is, of course, with you. They both finish the season undefeated, and then, you know, one wins, one loses that SEC championship. That will happen. Um, but my thought is maybe a little bit difference um, between a few years ago when one was second and one was third, um, and that being that I believe that year Georgia had already had a loss up to that point that season and so i'm thinking maybe both being undefeated both facing in the call in the sec championship unless one just absolutely throttles the other i think that maybe that undefeated record might be enough to save you when you've got a lot of teams that are going to be in this conversation that are going to have a loss or two along the way
1: yeah and i was gonna say you know at start of the year depending on how Clemson did that could help georgia out a lot well that, that's kind of gone away. Same with Alabama and Miami, who people thought would be good. Absolutely. They're now both unranked, which is very odd that Clemson is not ranked, but very happy about. Yeah. But, but so, you know, if they just continue to go out and just dominate after dominate after dominate, and then they play a very close SEC title game, yeah, I'd be very surprised if only one team gets in.
0: Yeah. And so, looking ahead, we kind of talked about Cincy a little bit, talked about the path that they need to get to. So, on to Oregon. Um, Oregon just dropped that thrilling finish to Stanford.
1: I will say that um, game shouldn't have gone in overtime. Though. No. It shouldn't have gone in overtime. That was not pass interference on that final play.
0: Um, but way to seize your opportunity if you're Stanford. Take your shot and go out there and beat um, Oregon. So Oregon's chances, I think because of another rough year for the Pac-12, are slim to none. It would need to be a an undefeated or an undefeated finish to the season.
1: And not only undefeated, they would need to dominate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then probably hoping for a Cincinnati loss as a team that they're going to be battling with for that probably four seed.
1: Either them or BYU.
0: Them or BYU. Um they're going to hope for some of those teams to lose along the way. Um my initial thought is that go go ahead and talk about the Big 10 champs um whoever that may be because the Big 10 is very good. Yeah. I think the SEC champ and the Big 10 champs are for sure locks. Absolutely. And Absolutely. this one um and so it goes on to beg the question what's left? Um you got two spots locked. Two spots. Um two spots open, two spots taken. Oregon, Cincinnati, BYU, maybe Oklahoma. Maybe. maybe Oklahoma and the loser of the SEC championship barring um one of the representatives in that game having a terrible record. Yeah. Um I I think this could be a big a uh, big spot for the playoff committee to, you know, have fun with it this year. Really, I think that Cincinnati has done enough to deserve a chance if they finish out. I think Oregon is probably done. The Pac-12 isn't very competitive this year, and a loss to Stanford is really going to hurt. Oklahoma has looked shaky all year, but I can't write them off if I don't see if they don't lose a game, yeah. then
1: they got a pretty good
0: shot. <laughs> it, it, I don't see them uh, you know, not making it if they don't lose a game. Yeah. And so, you know, they're a good team on paper. It's just been improper execution by Spencer Rattler. And I it may be time to bring in the backup quarterback, but I don't think Lincoln Riley would even consider that without a loss first. Yeah.
1: Not even not even
0: consider it. Um but I also think, barring you know uh, an absolute collapse in the Big Ten, you could have the runner-up in the Big Ten championship making a bid to the spot.
1: That is true, especially if Penn State and Iowa. I mean, that's that's this weekend a top yeah. five matchup. Then and then you get one of those teams. Maybe they meet. Maybe they meet. You know, I'm just saying that. You also add Michigan State. They've looked good. Michigan's looking good until they probably play Ohio State. Yeah, uh, Ohio State. So there's a lot. This is like probably the most competitive the Big Ten's been in in a while.
0: Yeah, um, and it's really right now it's wide open for the playoff. Um, you know, it's hard to think that last time we were at this point in the season, almost halfway, and I'm thinking you know, there's so many teams that still have a shot. Usually it just feels like the big 10 is under somebody's control. The sec is under somebody's control. The ACC is under Clemson's control. Um, and so, and then the big 12 is under Oklahoma's control. And when you're an other five team like Cincinnati, you're looking out and saying, they're not going to give me a chance. Um, and so I think that that's different this year. Um, and honestly, if Cincinnati went undefeated, Oklahoma went undefeated, and Oklahoma continues to play the way that they have, unimpressive, I would rather see Cincinnati. I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion.
1: Oh, no, I, I'm all for it, though. It may be unpopular, but I'm all for it, especially if Oklahoma continues to play as bad as they have, but yet they somehow manage to pull uh, wins. I'd rather, I'd rather see Cincinnati. I'd much rather see them.
0: But – it's gonna come down to that playoff committee. We don't make the decisions here, unfortunately. If we did,
1: it would be a lot more yeah. entertaining. You know, we would have a twelve-team uh, playoff
0: already. We'd have a we'd have twelve teams. None of them would be power five. We want to see the best teams in the nation.
1: Give me Coastal yeah. Carolina. Give me Coastal.
0: Uh, give me San Jose State. Um, we want to see we want to see some real action. Uh, but let's head into those game picks now. This. Is a good week in college football. Multiple great games. Um, and so I thought I picked three of the games that everybody's looking forward to this week. Um, so we'll start first with Iowa V-Penn State. This one is going to be seven to three. Um. Final score. I'm, really, um, you,
1: think, you think someone scored a touchdown in this game? I think so.
0: I think so. I think it's gonna be. I think that's what's gonna change the game and really put it on ice is a touchdown. Um. So who you got in this one? What are some of your thoughts on this well, matchup? This is
1: this is always it's always fun whenever you have a big game in Kenick Stadium. That's like probably one. That's another stadium that I want to visit because that feels like such a cool stadium to be at. That way they do to the children's hospital. I mean, it just it seems so cool to play there, and it's also really tough to play there. Whenever, even when Iowa's was kind of like mediocre, but then you add the fact that Iowa was ranked third right now. Woo! You you know that place is going to be rocking. Absolutely. But this Penn State, the last time Penn State was ranked this high, they went into Kinnick Stadium and pulled off pulled out a miracle game winning touchdown pass on the last play of the game Telling to you. beat to beat Iowa. Terrific game. So, you know, as much as I want to trust Iowa here, I'm going to have to go with Penn State on the road. I think I think it'll be like I said, if it, if someone scores a touchdown, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Pre- mostly predicting maybe 9-6 like LSU Bama a few years ago. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Penn State solely because no offense to Iowa, I think they're a really good team. But I just think overall Penn State is a better football team.
0: Yeah, um, I really like Iowa this year. They have been, you know, a pleasant surprise. I always like to see uh, an odd team like Iowa be good. A couple years ago, when in the early years of the playoff, when Iowa was incredible,
1: they were they were just one yard yeah. one yard away from getting in that playoff.
0: Um, you know, I was like, this is. Fantastic, uh, I like I like seeing Iowa succeed, but I have enjoyed James Franklin's little dose of revenge to everyone who wanted his head last year in a a shortened season and his first losing season in a like eight game season. Unbelievable! I've enjoyed this little revenge tour, evident by my two and picks for Penn State, and so I got to go with the statistics here. Uh, I got to pick Penn State again because uh, I'm I'm just relying on them to get me to three and O picking them this season. Just gonna season. be
1: riding with Penn State the whole yeah. year, aren't you?
0: But I just love the way they play. Sean Clifford has looked so good this year, and I think he's been a lot better than people you know, we're expecting.
1: Because yeah, he did have yeah. a little bit of an off year last year in the few games that they played.
0: And so I, I think he looks phenomenal this year. And that Penn State defense looking scary as always. Uh so I got Penn State in this one.
1: It'll be a very it may be very boring, but it's it's a top four yeah. matchup. It don't matter if who it is in a top four matchup. People are going to watch
0: it. Yeah. Um on to Oklahoma, Texas, the Red River rivalry. Um these teams despise each other and this game is always a good game no matter how awful the teams can be um oklahoma obviously having a shaky season this year but they haven't lost a game yet and texas has that loss to arkansas on their record but since that game they've looked pretty all right especially when they play texas tech <laughs> um, 70
1: points on the board uh
0: you you That that, that's always a good tune-up game.
1: Not not bad.
0: Um, so in this matchup, who you got?
1: Well, you know it's it's always an intriguing matchup. It's where game day is going to be. So I mean, obviously there's that. You know, the state, the Texas State Fair is going on like it always is. You know, so it's always a place you you want to go at some point in your life, regardless of if you hate Oklahoma and Texas. I do. Yeah, (laughs) I I hate them too, but uh, it's just a place where you're like, man. I, w- I would love to go there someday. And when I look at this, you know, as much as I talk bad about Texas for their loss against us, besides the game against us, which you know we're we're the best team in football besides yeah. Georgia, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, they they have looked very impressive, and they've looked a lot more impressive once they put Hudson Card on the bench. No yeah. offense to him. Putting a freshman in these situations, it's just, it's no, it's rarely ever works out. You look at what happened with Spencer Rattler last year. Yeah. They started out one and two and they got better as the year went on. But, you know, they uh Sarkeesian didn't really see that. He put in Casey Thompson, I believe is his name, the backup QB. Yes. He has looked he's looked very good very, for them very so good. far. And overall, I think this Texas team is really solid, and Oklahoma's looked bad most of the season so far. Give me Texas. Okay. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I think it'll be a high scoring game. You know, but uh, I'm gonna give the edge to Texas, and I think that this is the game where people finally say, "Aha, Oklahoma is frauds."
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. Texas has looked much better when they, obviously, passed the Arkansas game, and when they put Hudson Card on the bench. Um. When you start a freshman quarterback, uh, almost always, unless he's Bryce Young, um, you're you're preparing for, you know, getting him ready for the future. You've yeah. got to be ready for an off year, just like starting a rookie quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Um, you you're hoping the guy does well, you're hoping the guy plays well, and you're hoping that you can stay competitive. But you have to know it's going to come with some growing pains, and it did for Texas. Um, and ultimately it. Obviously, it's just better that uh, he doesn't play, at least for now. Um, but with that being said, as much as I am against Oklahoma this year, as much as I think they've done nothing to be in the spot that they're in in the rankings, um, I, I don't know. Texas was in there, lost Arkansas. They were unimpressive on offense and defense. They couldn't get a run game going, couldn't get a pass game going. Couldn't get a stop. Um, they couldn't do anything you need to do to play football. Yeah. Um, and Oklahoma played has played some ugly games this year, but they've won, and so that's one thing we know: when Oklahoma plays ugly, they can still get it done. <laughs> um, and so I think that that's in their favor, um, because like I said. The real good game or a real good team they played in Arkansas this year it was an ugly game for them, and they couldn't get it done. And I think that if Oklahoma and Texas meet and this game gets ugly, I think Oklahoma can pull it out. And I do think it's going to get ugly. So I've got <laughs> okay. Oklahoma in this one.
1: All right, we're 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 split on that one. By the way, I'll go ahead and uh, bring up the, the game picks from, from last week overall. Yeah, so, brutal week. Bru- not Not for me. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> Uh, this week the but we picked the same pretty much on every game except for two of them we chose different on Oklahoma State and Baylor you picked Baylor I picked Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State got the win then NFL Cardinals and Rams uh, I picked the Cardinals you picked the Rams and that that was the only difference it, and the Cardinals won that one so I went four and two this week managed to cut my deficit from five to three and two and four for the man across me but like I said, he's still got a three-game lead, so he shouldn't really be worried.
0: Um, Yeah, hopefully I can't blow a three-game yeah, it'd be lead. A, it'd be a darn shame if he yeah. blew that three. But a lot of football left to be played, Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, And we'll head into this last game pick here. It's going to be Arkansas, Ole Miss. This is a bounce-back game for both teams here. Rough games. Um, both game. Both teams had a just a rough last week, and both teams only won loss. So, you know, somebody puts a loss on Alabama, could be still some competition for that SEC West. Um, you're not completely done yet, but that it. That's being said for the winner.
1: Yeah, for the, the winner of the,
0: the game. winner of this game. The is, loser
1: doesn't have a shot.
0: Yeah. Um, it would be in Arkansas's favor if they won this game because they still have our, uh, Alabama later on their schedule, so they would be able to notch the loss on Alabama, um, to help even it out. But maybe Bama, Ole Miss, you know, a win here, but then it's down to a prayer, hoping somebody else can yeah. get it done for you because you didn't get it done. <laughs> um, so who you got taking this one?
1: Uh, I mean, I think we all know who who now. I'm gonna pick. But all I'm going to say is this. Last year, I talked about how great Ole Miss's offense was the whole first few games of the season. Then they came to Fayetteville, and their Heisman candidate of a QB, Matt Corral, threw not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six interceptions. Horrible game. And I think, even though it is in Oxford, which is a disadvantage for us because that is a really tough place to play, I think that that this Arkansas team is a better overall team than this Ole Miss team. And I think overall, that's going to be the difference. So I'm going to say to Lane Kiffin is, get your popcorn ready. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Hogs.
0: Um, You know, I I, I agree on this one. I, I don't think – I don't know. I didn't know what Ole Miss had done this season to be as ranked as high as they were. I mean,
1: they blew out Louisville, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, but I mean – Look at that ACC right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know how Ole Miss rose as high as they were, um. but that Alabama love loss. love Lane Kiffin. Yeah, oh. <laughs> sure, sure leveled them out, and I, I think it's going to continue with another lost Arkansas this week. Perfect. But with that being said, we're going to close out our college football episode for this week. Um, Stay tuned. There will be an NFL episode, so make sure to listen to that too. But for now, signing off, I'm Austin Hill. With me always, Austin Waiter, and we'll see you next time.